0: Glory to my Guru, Sri Krishna Guruji. In the last episode of Sharing the Bhagavad Gita, we completed Chapter 2. In that chapter, while Lord Sri Krishna was on the battlefield giving instruction to Arjuna, he shared the knowledge of Sankhya Yoga. So today we continue the Bhagavad Gita with Chapter 3, Karma Yoga, the Yoga of Action. This is chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. Arjuna said, Krishna, if you consider knowledge as superior to action, then why do you urge me to do this dreadful act, Keshava? You are, as it were, puzzling my mind by these seemingly conflicting expressions. Therefore, tell me the one definite discipline by which I can obtain the highest good. Sri Bhagavan said, Arjuna, In the world, two courses of sadhana have been enunciated by me in the past. In the case of the Sankhya Yogi, the sadhana proceeds along the path of knowledge, whereas in the case of the Karma Yogi, it proceeds along the path of action. This ends verse 3. We are very much like Arjuna. We sit for satsang, hearing the words spoken by our spiritual master, and yet we don't understand what we should do. Shri Krishna Guruji has said that if we can understand just one percent of the teachings in the Bhagavad Gita, we will be benefited by spiritual growth. The spiritual teacher, the divine guru, he or she comes down to the level of the aspirants. The divine comes time and again in a form that is suited to the seeker. Lord Shri Krishna states that he has given the instruction of these two paths of sadhana these spiritual disciplines in the past, too. Yet, even upon hearing the instructions of the master, the aspirant is left wondering what it is that they are to do. We continue now with verses 4 and 5. Man does not attain freedom from action without entering upon action, nor does he reach perfection merely by ceasing to act. Surely, None can ever remain inactive, even for a moment, for everyone is helplessly driven to action by modes of prakriti. This ends verse 5. Karma is action. The karma which accrues to us is due to the actions of our mind via our thoughts, our speech via our tongue, and other actions via the movements of the body. So, a knee-jerk reaction would be for one to be inactive which is what our hero Arjuna has suggested in previous chapters, claiming that he will not fight in this war. The Lord clearly states that we cannot reach spiritual perfection by ceasing to act. It sounds paradoxical that only through action we attain freedom from action, but we only need to dig deeper to gain this understanding. We cannot be still. Our mind and body are always in action. The Lord tells us everyone is driven to action by the modes of prakriti. These modes of prakriti govern all of creation. They are Sattva, Rajas, and Thomas. Of the three, Sattva does us the best good in our spiritual life. But none of us are without Rajas and Thomas too. You may not want to get up early in the morning. That would be Thomas. Some may want to develop some great project to earn money. That would be Rajas. And you may just want to do some good for someone you know. That would be Sattva. If you take notice, you can see yourself moving through all three, even in the course of a single day. Sri Krishna Guruji has taught his disciples and devotees that we must go beyond all three. And to do this, we must get an understanding of the broad subject of karma. So we come into this life with a certain amount of past karma, which we're here to repay in this lifetime. Then we have that karma that we create in this lifetime, which is added to the vast mountain of unpaid karmic debts. We have been compiling this mountain of karma over many, many lifetimes, and have yet to repay it. The key here is the intention. Is the action to be taken a want, a desire? Or, is the action undertaken simply because it has to be done? Action initiated by desire is of Thomas and rajas. All three actions, whether they're in the mode of Thomas, rajas, or sattva, create a karmic loop which will have to be repaid. However, selfless action, done without desire or attachment, its done simply because it has come to you naturally and is offered to the Divine, doesn't accrue a karmic debt to us. Action without the attachment of karmic debt is called nishkam karma. This is what the Guru teaches you. When we perform actions in this manner, we ourselves are free from that action. So we continue now with verses six through eight. He who outwardly restraining the organs of sense and action sits mentally dwelling on the objects of senses that man of deluded intellect is called a hypocrite. On the other hand, he who controlling the organs of sense and action by the power of his will and remaining unattached undertakes the yoga of selfless action through those organs, Arjuna, he excels. Therefore, do you perform your allotted duty? For action is superior to inaction. Desisting from action, you cannot even maintain your body. This ends verse 8. The Lord says you are a hypocrite and deluded if while the mind still continues to dwell on the sense objects, you claim to outwardly control the organs of sense, the eyes, nose, ears, mouth, and skin, along with the organs of action, the hands, feet, tongue, reproduction organs, and the organ of excretion. If your mind goes here and there thinking about spouse, family, work stuff, or such, you're simply delusional to believe that you have restrained anything. Thus, the Lord tells us if by our will, we do not allow our senses and organs of action to lead us, and if we remain unattached without desire, and partake in selfless action through the organs, we will excel in our spiritual quest. Lord Sri Krishna tells us that we should take the actions to perform our duty, because performing our own duty is superior to inaction. Even in inaction, we can incur karmic debt. By not taking an action which has come to us naturally, we are causing a chain reaction a great karmic ripple effect, which is put on our karmic tab. It's obvious that without taking action, we cannot sustain the body giving to us for a particular purpose, giving in a form that is conducive to the expiation of our own past karmas. And we'll finish here today. Next episode, we will begin chapter 3 at verse 9. Thank you for listening. God bless and lots of love.